0: podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories and practical mindfulness based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am master life coach and mindfulness expert Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hello, everybody. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just kicked my family out of the house. (laughs) You know, these times quarantine, I got to tell you, they are some strange times. And especially when you are recording a podcast and you need, you know, pretty much silence, not like absolute silence, you know, but as quiet as you can get. And with a puppy and a husband who has like this loud booming voice who I share a wall with, And with my two young children, that's really hard. So it's like, I have to like put it onto my husband's schedule, put it onto my kids' schedule. And I'm like, okay, everybody is going to be out of the house. And they're like, well, where do we go? Because we can't go anywhere because it's quarantine. I'm like, I don't really care. Just go and sit on the porch and be silent. Like play the silent (laughs) treatment. Like I don't really care, but I got ladies who need some pleasure in their life and we make it work. So Here I am. And today, I love what we're going to be talking about because, you know, it's similar to some of the things that we might have talked about on this podcast, but I really wanted to just simply talk about flipping the narrative about how we look at pleasure in general. This is so, so important when it comes to making time for our sex life. So, As I mentioned on the last podcast, my one-on-one is going to be going away in 2021. It's going to be group. And so I've had a lot of women reach out, wanting consults, talking to me about working with me one-on-one. And one of the things that comes up all the time and also comes up in the Better Sex in 90 Days group is that so many of us as women, we have a lot on our plates. It's very busy. It's very full. Most of the women that I work with one-on-one especially are entrepreneurs, they're business owners, and I would say that is also the case with the majority of the women that join the program. And because of that, there is these responsibilities that we have. We have these obligations to our families, to ourselves, to our businesses and every which way. And so it's like, how can I have like amazing sex and amazing pleasure in the life that I have? How can I be able to like fit this in? And Really, when we start our work together, one of the things that we have to start switching as far as women, especially my clients, and for you of listening, if you really want to have a lot of pleasure in your life and become a turned on woman and allow the sex to be better, it's not... Where can I squeeze this in to my current life? But how can I be the kind of turned on, pleasure-filled woman that supports the rest of the things going on in my life? Completely flipping the narrative from, oh, that sex or pleasure is an afterthought, but it is actually the goal. So I've talked about pleasure being the goal before, In a sex session rather than orgasm, but I'm talking about pleasure as a whole being the overriding goal of your life. And that's a completely different story and different narrative than we are fed in our society. In this culture, we're go, 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 do, do, do. We're respecting more, not just of ourselves, but of other people all the time. We're expecting our partners to to pick up the slack and to do more for us. We're expecting more from our children. We're expecting more from Amazon. I mean, Let me just pause here. (laughs) Little side tangent. Like how fascinating is it? Like when we get used to something like Amazon Prime that can deliver to us in two days that when they can't, because when COVID hit, you know, everybody is impacted by that. So many people were like, oh my gosh, having to wait so long. Like all of a sudden we went from having to get the thing that we ordered online that maybe we just had a thought that we absolutely needed in 24 to 48 hours, we actually have to wait a whole week for it. Or uh, we've been working on remodeling and finishing our home here. (laughs) Not even finishing, starting, I should say, starting on furnishing the home that we bought over a year and a half ago. And we just started on that. And watching my brain like kind of have a tizzy fit if I have to wait two weeks for a piece of furniture or two months, or maybe they're not even going to get it till 2021. And it's like, what? Right? We are expecting so much. We expect things to be quick. We expect things to be done. We don't have a lot of space for grace and the capacity for people to not have to be able to do everything. And it's no fault of us. It's no fault like this inherent thing that we're thinking, oh, we have to be able to do all of these things. It's the way that we are socialized in this grind culture, this doing culture, this busy, busy, busy culture. Recently, I started watching, what's it called? It's a Netflix show. Oh, Emily in Paris. Okay. It's just a fun, frivolous sort of show. I wouldn't say there's a ton of intellectual content in it, but I absolutely love it because it does bring up some of the topics that I think about often between the cultural difference between here in America and the way that we really work to live versus in the show. It's like, But here we live and then we work. And that is really one of the things that I help my clients revert on their thinking is rather than let's trying to fit like squeeze in sex, squeeze in pleasurable sex, squeeze in pleasure in general. What if that was the goal to begin with? What if it was less about all of the things that we needed to do and that we needed to show up for and more about how we felt and making ourselves infused with feeling pleasure, feeling presence in our life, right? Now, as women, on top of the to do, to do, 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 and all of the things, there's also this, I want to say, an extra expectation of being able to do it all. Like we hold this out as a high esteem. Like there's part of us that feel that maybe this is like a burden that we carry, that we should be able to do it all. And we complain about it. Like, how can I, you know, hold mental space and the mental capacity, right? That so many women hold. There's a few articles about this, right? The weight that a woman carries in her brain with having to make space for all the dentist appointments and what's going on in the house and her work and the children and all the worries that she has with there and things like being an activist and being involved in things that matter to her and being showing up in her community and then also being a pillar and a matriarch in her family and remembering the thank you cards and the Christmas cards and all of this extra stuff. Right. So there's part of our brain that's like, this is too much. This isn't fair. We shouldn't have to have all of these things that we're holding in our brain all the time that we should do. How is this even possible? Like the amount of burden that we are carrying around as women because of all of these expectations and to do's. And then on the flip side, we also hold it in very high esteem if we're able to right? If I, oh, you know what? I can totally manage that. I can totally take on all of these things. So there's part of our brain that wants to complain about it and it's not fair and how come and the patriarchy and blah, blah, blah. But then when push comes to shove, there's a glorification of learning how to be able to do it all and not having to ask for help. You know what? I can just, it's fine. I'll just figure it out. It's not a big deal. I see this all the time with my colleagues. And my clients, because we're coaches and because we have the tools of mindset, that sometimes this mind management and mindset can be flipped around, that we actually feel pride in being able to manage our minds in such an efficient way that we do it all without a lot of complaint, without it feeling like a burden. Rather, then maybe seeing that there's no glory, there's no trophy out there for doing it all. The only reason that it feels maybe as like a, a plus is because of the way that you're looking at it. When we think that we should be able to, or that by doing so is some sort of achievement, then we are holding it and holding ourselves to this level of expectation, or even like this level of drive, like wait and see, I'll show you, I'll show you, I can do all of the things, make all of the money have all of the sex, (laughs) be there for all of the kid things, manage and decorate my whole home, be a best friend, right? I'll show you that I really can do all of those things, but to what cost? And the thing that I find is most fascinating is a cost of doing all of this is burnout, right? Burnout is a huge one overwhelm, fatigue, and all of these are reasons most women don't want to have sex. Because they're burnt out, because they're frazzled, because they're overwhelmed, because they've been doing too much, because they actually are physically feeling exhausted. And the idea of putting forth any effort to feel good simply sounds like too much. So when we think about what is the cost exchange, yes, we might have a vision for ourselves or an interpretation or a meaning that we make, like, look, I'm this great woman because I've been able to do and achieve and show up in all of these ways. But in the inside, there's little fulfillment and pleasure is on the back burner, and so when we're talking and when I'm working with women and we're really talking about what is important for us in our lives, they talk about enjoying things like motherhood, feeling passion and love for their partners, feeling present in their lives, feeling fueled in their lives. Yet the way that we're approaching it, it's doing and achieving over pleasure, presence, curiosity, connection. So it's not just a matter of when I can squeeze this in, we have to flip the entire system of the way that we're approaching things upside down to see that this isn't something to wait for. This isn't something you do all of this work and then you deserve. This isn't something you have to wait to be worthy of or your calendar needs to be worthy of. It's actually something that needs to be your number one driving motivation, focus, and goal in your life in order to get it. Because otherwise, if you do show up for the pleasure party, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be burnt out. And trying to find pleasure with a container that doesn't, like we've talked about this container before, right, is not conducive for pleasure to even enter. When we think about what's required for pleasure, it requires connection, it requires compassion, it requires less pressure, right? So this feeling of choice and not feeling pressured, it requires curiosity and those things aren't present when we're in a do, do, do place. I like to think of it when we are operating from this place of constantly feeling that we have to do it all, and we want to even do it all, really what we're doing is we're pushing through and we're like, oh, I'm just pushing myself to the limit. This is like what it's all about, right? I'm realizing my potential. But you're actually not. You're actually not realizing, quote unquote, your potential if you just feel like you're trying to push the limits in this kind of way, trying to prove to yourself how much you can quote unquote do and the activity behind it. Because what you're failing to see is that is actually an automatic response. By default, the way that we've been socialized is to do all of these things. Rest is only something that comes once you've checked everything off your list. Pleasure is something we only give ourselves and permission to go and explore perhaps at the end of the day, perhaps on the weekend, maybe just on vacations or when we have time away from it all. So when we think that we're just really pushing the limits, really, we're acting more like machines and robots churn, churn, churning and ignoring the emotions that come up, ignoring how to be present, not having the time to stop and smell the roses, not being able to, you know, look at our partner with fresh eyes and see the way that they smile or laugh at one of our jokes, not being able to feel that touch of them as they walk by, those are the moments that we're missing out of because we're so concerned with the things we have to get done. We're so concerned with these time limits that we have That even if we do decide we're going to have sex, there's this little ticking clock in our head that said, hurry up and get this done because I need to hurry up and go to sleep or I need to hurry and get there's other more important things I need to take care of. But why is that email more important than you feeling electrified and alive in your body? Why is hurrying up and falling asleep because you're desperate for those extra 15 minutes more important than giving yourself the space to explore your partner, to let your ex partner explore you, to really go into the way that your body is wired for complete ecstasy, That's the question we need to be asking, not where can I squeeze this into my life, but why do I feel like this needs to be squeezed in in the first place? Why am I still operating from this place where do, 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 achieve, 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 go, 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 grinding, pushing all the time is the ultimate goal. But what if instead pleasure was the goal? How would things look different if you truly thought about what's required for pleasure, connection, compassion, pause, presence? If you had to work on making sure those were more a part of your life so that pleasure was possible, what would change if you weren't so worried (laughs) that you didn't even have time to stop and smell the roses or to feel your fucking feelings because your brain is screaming at you, you don't have time. When your kiddo's like, mom, mom, look, look, and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're concerned about a notification you got on your phone do you realize how hard it is to actually be curious, to ask yourself the simple question of what is next when your brain is so boxed into the time frame of how much time you're allowed to be spending? Like we have to hurry up. We have other things to get done. It's really hard. Do you know how hard it is to love the people and the things around you and to feel lovable when you're concerned what, what you need to do next and what's on your schedule and the pressing issue. So instead of us as women trying to figure out how can this pleasure fit into this puzzle? How can it fit into this life? What if we just flip the whole thing upside down? And really think about what would change in the impact that your life would have if pleasure was actually the goal, that if it was actually what it's all about, being curious, being connected, feeling passion, feeling love, feeling presence with others, our partner, our family. I mean, really, that is what it is all about, right? I'm pretty sure that nobody on their deathbed says, oh, I wish I would have just done, 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 do, 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 push, 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 grind, grind, grind more. If anything, what we hear when people are about to pass to the other side is that I wish I would have slowed down. I wish I would have paid more attention to watching maybe those smile wrinkles forming on your lover's face rather than hurrying through to the next. I wish I just would have lingered a little bit longer on those lips. So when you're thinking about having more pleasurable sex, when you're thinking about having more pleasure in your life, I would really encourage you to stop thinking about how can you squeeze it in? Where might it fit in? But what instead would change If it was your ultimate goal, how would you approach all the other things on your list? And what most of my clients find is when they start doing this work, it's not that they don't get other things done. It's not that they abandon their responsibilities and they're just sitting in bed, touching their (laughs) vulva and getting themselves off all the time. That's not what we're talking about, right? They actually find that they're more effective at whatever they're focusing on, that they're more present with their family, that they actually enjoy motherhood, they're more efficient at their jobs or their careers, that they're actually able to create more money if they're an entrepreneur. By flipping the whole narrative that the grinding isn't what creates this, but maybe, maybe what fuels us to create the outcome and the result and the life that we really want is focusing on creating a container for pleasure in every single aspect. That's what I got for you all today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope this episode has given you food for thought about what it would look like for you instead of trying to squeeze this part of you in Instead of trying to squeeze pleasure in, if perhaps your life could be completely pleasure filled, that we just show up to the other things as that kind of woman. Have a wonderful afternoon. I can't wait to talk with you next week. Bye.